Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. In the nation's capital this weekend, supporters of President Trump expressing their desire for him to remain in office as his motorcade passed by. Thousands turned out for the rally, among them white nationalists and far-right activists. The march largely peaceful, but there were clashes after night fell. At least 20 people were arrested. There were similar protests in other cities around the country, fueled by the president's refusal to concede and his false claims of widespread voter fraud. One of President-elect Joe Biden's top advisors has taken a congratulatory phone call on behalf of the Biden team from Taiwan's representative to the United States. Here's John Ruich reports that the call follows a congratulatory tweet from Taiwan's president. Four years ago, China reacted strongly when then-president-elect Donald Trump took a congratulatory call from Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen. That call broke with years of tradition and raised concern about the direction of U.S.-China relations. Taiwan is a self-ruled democracy, but Beijing considers it a part of China and has vowed to bring it back into the fold by force if necessary. Taiwan's trade and cultural office in Washington, known as TechRo, said Representative Bikim Xiao offered Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris congratulations. TechRo said Xiao's call was with Biden foreign policy advisor Anthony Blinken. John Ruich, NPR News. The latest figures on the coronavirus pandemic in the U.S. show more than 10 million confirmed cases and more than 240,000 deaths, including 42-year-old Ryan Mulcahy of Arlington, Texas. Spent a lot of time helping people with organ donations and transplants. He was diagnosed six weeks ago. His friend Chad Trahan said he improved for a while and then got worse again. He thought he was over it, and now he's gone because the virus didn't stop and the symptoms stopped. The virus found another way to attack him. States around the country are putting restrictions back in place as hospitals reach capacity. Washington Governor Jay Inslee is expected to detail new restrictions later today. Austria's government has ordered a three-week lockdown beginning Tuesday following a surge in coronavirus cases. Carrie Skyring reports from Vienna that restrictions imposed two weeks ago failed to curb infections. Austria has gone from having the virus under control in the spring to losing control in the fall. Daily new infections are approaching 10,000 in a country of less than 10 million. That's despite a nighttime curfew and other restrictions already in place. The new lockdown is basically a stay-at-home order with just a few exceptions. The government says there is no alternative to prevent hospitals from being overrun. It's calling for strict implementation and is promising to open schools and non-essential shops on December 7th if the infection rate drops. For NPR News, I'm Kerry Skyring in Vienna. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. I think I've done more than any other first-term president ever. I have a phony witch hunt, which is just a phony pile of stuff. Mueller comes out, there's no collusion, and essentially a ruling. I see you looking there with a little smirk. How many times did you look so innocent into your wife's eye and lie to her about Uh, Lisa? Mr. Chairman, it's outrageous. Well, the uh, the allegations against Congressman Conyers, as we have learned more since 
uh, Sunday are serious, disappoint, disappointing, and very credible. It's very sad. Uh, the brave women who came forward are owed justice. Now to the latest on a Harris County juvenile judge under investigation after he reportedly released nearly all of the children that appeared before him the day after he lost what real we life. have not seen before, in our recent public life at least, blatantly, repeatedly, baldly, shamelessly lying. Making stuff up. The president said he'd pass a middle class tax cut before the next election. Congress isn't even in session. He just makes it up. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Kathleen Williams, Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Miles. Thank you so much. A good Sunday morning to you. Today is November 15th, 2020, and welcome to the serious side. And today it's all about what we call the Sunday morning roundtable. That's right. The Sunday morning roundtable is where our hosts bring their topics to the table. And I can't wait to hear what they got to say this morning. So let's bring them in. First up, she's my big sis. You know, happy as can be. She watches CNN, MSNBC, and maybe not too much more hang out with Trump voters, so you don't have to. Let's say good morning to my big sis, Miss Vanessa Maybell. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you doing on this beautiful Sunday morning? <laughs> I just love that. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, everybody. Glad y'all are with us. <laughs> Thank you. All right, the man who I call the educated brother. The man, when he comes in, the temperature drops about 20 degrees because he's just so cool. The one and only Mr. Johnny D and the place to be. Man, what's going on this morning, man? How are you? <laughs> brother Jay, you are far too kind and and, and you know, articulate with your words, but uh, I'm doing well. Like I said, uh, just thankful to God for his grace and mercy and this opportunity to to just do his will and serve my purpose um, and be a part of, of, of this this forum and this venue and this show. So Miss Vanessa, good morning to you. Brother Lester, good morning, good morning to you, Brother Jerome, Doctor Williams, and always, always to those individuals that allow us an opportunity to come into their homes. I thank you as well. Jay, I appreciate you, and I'm looking forward to the show and the dialogue. Hey, man. Ditto. Back at you. Speaking of the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, Mr. Elias is in the place to be. What's going on, man? Good morning. How are you? Good, good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Hoss. Good morning to my brother, Jerome. Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, uh, Kathleen. And uh, good morning, Mariana Music. And uh, good morning, Momo B. And uh, good morning, Rich Sister. Be gracious, man. You're kissing too many people. It's COVID, man. Constantly that stuff down. <laughs> All right. Numbers 347 Our colleague, Jerome Spree, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. And, of course, uh, Kathleen Williams is on assignment. Can't wait till she's back into the fold. But until then, we hold it down. 
chat room should be open. We are monitoring all the necessary websites, just ready to get this show started and ready to get this party started. It is the Sunday Morning Roundtable, which simply means that, hey, guess what? We're going to talk about things that our folks want to talk about. And uh, without any further ado, Mr. LES, man, what is on your mind this morning? Well, well, I guess it's what's on everyone's mind. What are we going to do January? Oh, never mind. Wait. No, go ahead. What are we going to do January 20th when this clown won't leave office? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there it is. First topic on the table. What will we do if, and I guess what he's saying is, what if President Trump doesn't leave office? As you all know, that President Trump really hasn't conceded. He's put up he put out a tweet, I wanna say maybe this morning or within the last twenty four hours saying that, yeah, uh I really won, but they're gonna give it to Biden because it was rigged and you know, Twitter flags it as being false information. But do we really and truly think that this guy is not going to leave office, Mr. Elias, on January twentieth? Come on now. Well I'm 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 looking at what Mike Pompeo said the other day and the rest of the rest of the Republicans are saying they're sticking on message. They're not. They're not. They're not faltering. Pompeo said we're, we're getting ready for another second term of uh, per, uh, President Trump. Yeah, he said um, he was kind of smirking and, and, when he said it, though. Well, he might have been smirking, but hey, man, look, uh, he's not the only one that's saying it. I watched Bill Maher the other night, and he's got a. He's got. A, he had a woman on there that's his uh, from from one of his groups, and this woman was like, my God, and no matter what. It was going on. They're staying on point. They're not. They're not. They're, they're not deviating from it. Even though the election's being called in Joe Biden's favor, they're still not deviating from it. So, what do you think he's going to do? And then, they, and then they're lying about his rallies. He had a five thousand person rally yesterday in D.C. And Kaylee McInerney said, "Oh, there's millions of people out there. Millions." That's just. I mean, but, dude. But, I'm but, telling but you. Let me ask you this. But let me ask you this, and any one of you guys can take this question. I mean, are we at a point, doesn't that stuff sound so old? Even when I was listening to the hit coming into the show, the intro, isn't that stuff old? I mean, sometimes it's like now all of a sudden since we have a president-elect that, you know, is already trying to get on the pandemic, is always trying to put advisors, already trying to put advisors in place to make sound decisions come day one. Don't that stuff sound like it happened a million years ago? Don't it feel no. old, Vanessa, listening to this guy no. talk about how, you know, this phony Russian hoax and all this nonsense? Don't, I mean, don't it feel old? Don't, it, does it have any weight to it now, now that we know he's on his way out? <laughs> okay, it doesn't have any weight to us as Democrats, but it has a lot of weight with those people that were out there yesterday, hundreds of thousands. It wasn't a million, but they said it was hundreds of thousands. So it has weight with them. It just doesn't have any weight with us because we know that even if the general has to come and drag him out with a pacifier in his mouth, kicking and screaming like Les Post did with his baby, uh, he leaves it. So I don't care nothing about that. I'm just mad because he won't give Biden his money. Sir Biden can start doing what he needs to do. I'm not worried about what Trump thinks at this point. It sounds like it happened an eternity ago. It does. But it's not. It's happening right now. And I'm sick of him. And he needs to give up the keys and the money. I'm sick of him. 
Well, well you know, Vanessa, you, you know, Vanessa brings up a good point, Johnny D, when she talks about how it feels old and and the fact that um, you know Trump is going around saying things like, you know, well, I won, but it's rigged. I mean, this guy doesn't care about democracy, and you know, you know, you and I both served. You know, talk about the dangers from a national security perspective that this could be having on our nation, because that's one of the things that the 9-11 Commission came to a conclusion when it did its scope on what happened with 9-11. The fact that they talked about that, the Florida count and all that stuff, it delayed the incoming president from getting information from the current sitting folks, and that gap, just that gap, because it took, I think they... I think they certified that thing in December, if my memory serves me correctly. But that gap was enough for the enemy to slip right on in and create one of the most horrific terroristic acts that happened on U.S. soil. So how dangerous is it that this man is playing games and that the Republicans, instead of saying, hey, look, dude, you're out, they're concerned about politics because they know that they need Trump to win Georgia. What say you? Absolutely. Uh, This is... uh unprecedented times in, in, in American history and um, you, you're correct in, in one of the most unfluid transitions was uh, Bush Bush Jr. And, and Al Gore and you're exactly right um, Department of Homeland Security experts and, and some of the, the generals that had served on uh, Trump's cabinet talked about that transition and the delay and uh, that was contributed or was said to have contributed to Al-Qaeda being able to uh, seize moments back in in 2001 because of the the delay. Now, of course, we looked at it at that time as, as, as being something different, but we also understood that those hanging ballots uh, that that occurred in Florida was more legitimate than what this criminal is basing his delay on. Uh, this is just a self-serving individual that is is beyond belief. You know, to see those crowds out there yesterday and to see people draped in red, white, and blue and American flags, knowing that their hearts are, are not pure, because there's no way that you can call him an American citizen. You know, yesterday, Jay, I tell you what, what I. I did. I, I took I took a trip back to uh, Germany and mentally, and 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 I got to sit there and um, think oh, about. Hold on, that. Oh, don't you know, don't don't bring well, up any stuff. Well, but, sure. but I tell you, oh, okay, now, get, now, now, here, here, well, okay. You know, when, when I talk <laughs> about true patriotism um, yeah. and what it is to be an American, because sometimes you know, as a black man who lives in America, it wings from from moment to moment, day to day. And what we have to do is find the resilience and the faith and the belief to say, you know what, I want to believe in this country. I want to believe in the Constitution. I want to believe in the Bill of Rights. I want to believe in the Declaration of Independence. I want to believe that I matter in this country. So we, we got to struggle with that every every day. So yesterday when I was out and about, I, I went through that, that, that moment. And I got to thinking about all those many evenings and, and afternoons where we would go over to, to, to the NCO club and, and the enlisted club and you know we would sit there on, on, on the country night and, and listen to, to, to big dollars and 
you know, they would play Lee Greenwood, proud to be an American, and Sweet Home Alabama, and we would be in there celebrating with our country comrades, many of which was Caucasian. And that was a symbolism of, of being a true American, fighting for the right of our freedom, sitting there knowing that when we went on alert that we could lose our lives, and then having served that you know, few years I did, and then going into the law enforcement aspect, and you know, you served and retired, so you did it a lot longer than, than, than I did. And to think that this reprobate is pretending to be a person who cares about the American citizen, and then you got this 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 clan of people, you got this clan of people uh, who sitting out there, you know, trying to act like he is the great American. It just is disturbing. To me, it really is. But his delay in this transition, okay, and, and my point being is this here. Now it is about him extorting America and the principles mm-hmm. of America because he yeah. understands that as long as he keeps this foolishness up, look at look look at the contributions that's coming in for this legal fund. Now who yes, does he appoint yes, to be yes, the head of yes. it? This this crook. And this other reprobate, uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani. So now all of the all of them get rich quick criminals are going to rape the American people of their money, their dreams, and their aspirations, and they're gonna walk on off. Now, of course, what mm-hmm. his, his his pretend is to be is he's gonna put all of this money in some fund, and he'll travel the world misusing and abusing the money, and the Mitch McConnells and all the rest of them won't say a word because even after January 20th, and he's going on January the 20th, okay, trust me, he's going on January the 20th, so that there's no question in my mind that that's going to happen, but these individuals will continuously serve with that same venom and that same manipulate, that same criminal mindset, and this guy will go on to extort, he'll write books, he'll travel, he'll do everything to contradict, he'll be over in Russia trading secrets. This is who he is, okay? Yeah, okay. yeah. But hold on, look, before you go too far, Johnny, because you said something. Hold on, don't, I want you to, hold on. I don't want you to go too far because you said something that I want to I want to beat around a little bit. And you talked about, you know, I knew I was going to forget it. God dang it, get, get down the road with it a little bit tomorrow. Um, you know, you talked about how this guy could be selling Russian secrets, how the fact that this guy is, you know, he refuses to leave, and, and you know, and all this stuff. And, and God, I, I lost, I wanted you to finish your thought, but there was something that you said that I wanted to beat up on a little bit, but I lost my train of thought. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You're listening to the serious side. It's uh, 21 minutes after the hour. Uh, we're talking about, uh, it's the Sunday morning roundtable, first topic on the table, what happens if Trump doesn't leave and so you know mr les what do you think's gonna happen if trump doesn't leave and i'm trying to buy tanks i'm really trying to think about something you said johnny because i man i really want to talk about it but go ahead mr Elias, why i try to get this old memory of mine to kick in well you know what man i'm wondering what's going on with the uh with, with the uh pentagon why he's replacing all these people in the pentagon with true no, no, i asked you mr Elias, no, no, no. i asked you what do you think is going to happen on t- on t- what do you think is going to happen? If he don't leave, what do you think is going to happen? Um, what what could happen? What my 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 point is, what happens if these people uh, if these people and that that are supposed to be on the, oh, is it December fourteenth that are supposed to come down with the electoral votes to say who won 
and they 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 just they change them and say, hey, look, they we, can't do we, that. We I read that last night. They they they. <clears throat> there is a um, I read something. There's some type of law that says that they they really they can do it, but they will be barred. So I I read that last night because I anticipated maybe we would talk about that a little bit this morning. I read a little bit about that last night. They 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 can. But it's highly unlikely because of this rule that's in place, and hopefully, maybe during one of the breaks, somebody can find it and you know put it out there to the public. Well, but I don't think they I was, can go was, back and change it. I was I was looking at a constant. I was looking at a constitutional lawyer, lawyer, and he said, by all means, they could do it. It would just mean that they would fight back and forth between the two. They could do it, most definitely. Yeah, I'm, let me. I'm gonna try to pull that article up because I, I was reading that last night. And they were saying that it's, there's something in place that will prevent or prohibit them from doing that. Somebody else. They were talking about I, I, the article was how does the president elect goes from president elect to president? And I was reading all the different steps that have to take place in order for that to happen. Let me. I'm gonna try to pull that article up during the break. And, then, and on uh, top of that, what about the what about the armed militia that'll come to that'll come to Washington D.C. To 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 stand with him, stand back and stand by. But let me ask you this. But, but let me let me ask you this. And let me you know because Vanessa hang around these people more than we do. Vanessa, let, let me ask you. Do you honestly think? I mean, they haven't come out yet. I mean, you've seen some, but you know, I thought people people were thinking, oh my God, it's going to be a race war if he doesn't win. You know, and let's be perfectly honest. You know, that event yesterday was probably the most activity you've seen from Trump folks. But do you honestly think, I think at the end of the day, these people are going to wake up and, and realize that, hey, you know, it's all it's, it's all good. Like Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until they get hit. You run out there and start acting stupid if you want to. You know, I don't know if people want to sit here and die for a cause. Some of them talk a big game, but once, you know, once they're in a crosshairs, that's a whole different ball game. So, Vanessa, do you honestly think that you're going to see people with guns and all this other stuff, you know, doing inauguration that's going to shut down. We're going to have a national incident because this guy lost. I thought we would have it by now. And here we are. We have it. So what say you? you know, I'm going to go off just a little bit based on what you said. I don't think that they're going to get out and riot burn stuff down. But I do think, and I say this because I was in Walmart and experienced it last night and the lady in front of me experienced it. I do think that the racism part of it is going to continue if not get worse Linger. because Trump lost. Oh wow. I think okay. it's going to get worse. Okay, let me let me just elaborate because I ain't really talking to one. Let me just tell you this has happened. We were in line and you know how you have to social distance when you are in line. So I was social distancing uh, in line and the lady in front of me had two pretty little girls and her husband and so I was back. Do you know that this this Pakistani Asian whatever descent lady walked in front of me like I wasn't there, and I said, "Excuse me, I'm in line." She said, "But you're not up here." I said, "It's called social distancing." And she, she just me and I, I really want to walk. Okay, so then. Mm. So the, the young lady in front of me with the children, this Asian lady who was checking out in front of her, took her stuff and said, here, can you go put this back? That girl swung that stuff at that lady and said, do I look like I work a damn Walmart to you? I mean, I'm like, 
these people of different nationalities are getting to the point that they feel like they can say anything and do anything to black people. But for those of you that are listening, I am here to tell you, excuse me, Pastor, I am going mm. to cut your ass out from head to no, toe no, no. when you try to clown me <laughs> in public because no, you're nothing. white and because I'm black. <laughs> you will not act in here with me. Your name is not Trump and you ain't the oh, president boy. of the United States. No, y'all. Pay attention and watch how the people are treating you as an African-American. Even though Trump got in there, it seems like they're gotten nastier. Nastier, mm. I'm telling you. So I am just letting them know if they hear me. You can pass the word because I'm going to be on Facebook passing that soon as December is over. Trump ain't in office, baby. And when you start acting ignorant with me, Biden's going Biden's to tighten y'all up because he's going to change the laws. You watch. Mm. Look at that. Three for so seven. Let me say this right here. Um, don't lose perspective of what will occur from the right wing. Uh, all, all, all information is leading that way. So don't, don't get relaxed. Don't get relaxed. Is leading uh, which way, Johnny D? Yeah, which yeah. Way? That that trouble is is is, is ahead. So yep. there, there, well. there's there's plans. Yep. There's organizations. That's going on right now So don't get relaxed with that right there Trust me Wow Take heed to his word folks 347-850-1272 Alright in this week's edition In four minutes or less as, as everyone can tell If you've been following the news The pandemic is getting worse And when I say it's getting worse It's getting worse Texas is now the new hot spot in the nation. We have more cases coming, cranking out of here than any place. Even at the highest peak when it was going down in the spring of last year in the New York City, this is getting bad. And so in this week's edition of Informative Less, we're going to hear from the Surgeon General, Jerome Adams. So it's time for this week's edition of Informative Less, something that you need to know. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ralph Show. This is difficult news, but we feel it's necessary. We're going to start with a coronavirus pandemic because by nearly every metric, the crisis is getting worse. Yesterday, the U.S. recorded more than 184,000 new coronavirus cases, and the number of daily cases has topped more than 100,000 for the last few days, something we haven't seen before. The nation's hospitals are feeling it. Across the country, the number of hospitalizations has nearly doubled in just the last two weeks. And there are now more people being treated for COVID-19 in hospitals than at any other time during the pandemic. This, of course, is on top of the more than 240,000 Americans who have died from COVID-19, the most of any nation. So as the winter months approach and people are more likely to be spending time indoors, not to mention the beginning of preparations for the winter holidays, is there any way to keep things from getting worse? We've called Dr. Jerome Adams to talk about this. He's the Surgeon General of the United States, the nation's doctor, as it were, and a member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force. Prior to that, he served as Indiana State Health Commissioner. Dr. Adams, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. 
thank you for having me. I wish it was under different uh, circumstances, but the good news is that we are almost to the end of this. What, what, what is your take, though, on why it's gotten this bad? I mean, particularly because we know more about the virus now than we did in the early days, and for months, public health experts like yourself have anticipated that this flu season might be especially bad, so one would think that we've had some time to prepare. Why, why has it gotten this bad? Well, it really is um, as simple as just pandemic fatigue. Uh, uh, the, the virus hit different places of the country at different points. And so you've had people who've been doing these things since February, March, April, but they didn't really start to see the wave until later on. And they're just plain tired. But, you know, earlier this week, the White House Coronavirus Task Force, of which you remember, as we said, warned states that there is, quote, there is a, quote, continued accelerating community spread across the top half of the country where temperatures have cooled and Americans have moved indoors, end quote. Is the task force doing something right now to try to stem this other than giving the guidance that you have been giving all along? Well, we really have a uh, strategy of going out to these locations and talking to people face-to-face on the ground because people in North Dakota or people in Arkansas or people in California may not uh, feel that they have to take the same measures as someone in New York City. So uh, I've I've been in South Dakota. I've been in Wisconsin. uh, I've been in Ohio just over the past two weeks, really speaking directly to people, helping them understand uh, their surges that are going on and the measures that they need to take at their state level. Yesterday, our colleague Elsa Chang spoke with Dr. Atul Gawande. He is a member of President-elect Biden's COVID-19 advisory group, and he says the Trump administration has not been cooperating in sharing key information about the pandemic response. How do you respond to that? There's none of us uh, on, on this side, and I hate that you even, that you even have to put it that way, uh, who, who want anything more than to get this virus under control. And we have always been willing to work with anyone to get it done. So I hope we can really move past this whole Biden task force, Trump task force, and uh, talk well, about what only, we need to do for the nation. Forgive me, Dr. Adams, that would only be necessary if the people who are currently in positions of government authority would do what has traditionally been done during periods of transition, which is make office space available, communicate, open lines of communication. That has traditionally been the responsibility of the party in power. So it would seem to. So the question is really, it's a really, it's a yes or no question. Is the White House task force sharing information with the people who have been advising President-elect Biden? Well, and and what I would say to that is, yes, we are sharing information with everyone. There is no information that uh, that we have that we don't share with with the American public in general, and that is not available to the Biden task force. And so uh, I'm I'm here, and I'm willing to talk to anybody at uh, at any point. And that's the, the most honest answer that, that I can give you because I think we all need to have the information to make informed decisions to protect ourselves. Thanksgiving is fast approaching. Yes. People want to gather. What should they do? The safest way to celebrate Thanksgiving this year is to celebrate with people in your household. Period. Point blank. End of story. Which is kind of a bummer. It, 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 it is, but this year the way you show your family that you love them The way you show your friends you love them is to prevent them from your potential asymptomatic spread. And one of the things you can do is to quarantine ahead of the holiday if you are planning to be around other people. Dr. Adams, thank you so much for your time and sharing your expertise with us. And we'll certainly keep a good thought for you and for the country. 
Thank you. I really appreciate it. And again, just hang in there. We'll get through this together. Welcome back, three four seven eight five zero one two seven to you listening to the serious side of the J Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Now, before the break, um, we were talking about Mr. Elias brought up this whole thing about the electors and all that good stuff. So let, let me tell you what I found. Let me read it here, and uh, because I know I found this article and I found it last night, let me read this to you. Give me a second here. So it says. The number of electors each state gets is equal to the number of members it has in Congress. The District of Columbia is allowed three electors. There are 538 electors in total. In most states, when a candidate wins the popular vote, they will receive all the state's electoral votes. Two states, Maine and Nebraska, award some electors by congressional districts. All right, so now. Let me read the juicy part. This is the part that we were concerned about. So on December 14th of this year, the electors will meet in their prospective states and officially cast their votes for their candidate. The governor of the state will also certify the election results and the final cohort of electors by this date. The electors' ballots will then be sent to Congress arriving by December 23rd. Now, electors can defect from the candidate they pledge to support and become what they call faithless electors. However, this does not usually happen, and there are severe consequences for such electors. Earlier this year, the U.S. Supreme Court unanimously upheld laws across the country that punished and removed faithless electors. Additionally, an elector deserting a candidate is not, largely, is not likely to change the outcome of this election given by his electoral league. Ten electors would have to desert and flip the election in Trump's favor. And then on the third, the new Continental Congress will be sworn in. Three days after that, they will then count the electoral votes. Then the final step is in, and the president-elect will then be on the pathway to president. So there you go. You got a little history. You got a little lesson there on how that works. We were concerned about that, uh, and you know, listen, I can understand why. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, Vanessa, it is the Sunday morning roundtable. What is on your mind this morning, Vanessa? Okay, first let me start out by saying it is Sunday morning, and I please forgive me for using a cuss word. And Jay, don't act. Yeah, like I just read the pastor's comment. I was looking for the pastor during a break, and he's praying for you. Go ahead. Okay, let him pray for me. Okay, so Jay, when you get upset, yes. you use a couple of cuss words every now and then. So come on, let's keep it moving. Don't All right, so I look at that. We throw me under the bus because you you sent in this morning. You gotta keep it on your side of the fence. Yes, ma'am. That really upset me yesterday. Don't be treating me like I come from a shithole country. Don't be treating me like that. Oh, okay, Kobe. Go ahead, Kobe. Go on. What you got to say, Kobe? Okay. I sent everybody on the panel a picture this morning. The picture was of some Trump people coming through Los Angeles airport to go to Washington for the march. If you yes. looked at the picture, which I'm sure y'all didn't have time to do, there's I somebody that works for, you saw the person. I saw the picture. There was a person that was standing there in an airline uniform taking a picture around a bunch of Trumpsters 
with no mask on. So okay. I'm wondering, first of all, when did companies get so that they allow somebody in a uniform representing their company stand there with a bunch of people that are radicals going to march? And why are they able to, because I sent it to Les, talk and talk about Kamala in such a horrifying way? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Kamala. 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 You mean Kamala, a y'all boy. <laughs> Kamala, Kamala, Miss Harris. Okay. Yeah. So I guess my question is, or my topic is, do you what do you think companies should do when people are in uniform like police officers on the mic saying Trump twenty twenty on the radio dispatch taking pictures with Trump banisters? I mean, what do y'all think of these people that are in uniform doing this? Do you think they should be able to wear whatever they want to wear when they're in uniform? Or do you think they should be given a warning? Or do you think they should be terminated? Especially right, when well, there's if, a, wait, wait, especially when the rules was just sent out recently. They off of social media talking about the election stuff. Don't get involved in it. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, now go. Okay, now, as an HR former HR director, I'm going to answer that question. But before I do that, let me uh, introduce the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome is free is in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing? Hey, good morning. Good morning I'm good, man. Home. How you doing? Good morning, Jerome. Hey, good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, Elias. Just, just another day in paradise, no palm trees. All right, so I'm going to answer the question that we want to hear from Jerome because we haven't heard from him this morning. All right, basically, to answer your question, as a former HR director, I'm here to tell you that more than likely, if the company finds out that that person did that, they're going to be dealt with because companies usually have HR policies that says you don't talk about political beliefs or religious beliefs in the office. Uh, you know, some, we had a situation where a young lady wanted to hang her cross uh, in her desk in her area. And, you know, me being a Christian, I didn't have a problem with that. But when someone complained about it, an atheist, then I had to go in and ask her to take it down, which I felt real bad to do, but that was company policy. So more than likely, that person will be dealt with. Um, it's not going to lead to termination uh, usually uh, unless, you know, it depends on where the company is based too because, you know, if you are in a state where it's an at-will employment state, you can just terminate people just for the hell of it. Uh, but usually you don't because you're concerned about whatever, you know, uh, legal repercussions that may come from that action. But I will say that more than likely that person will be given a warning uh, and tell them not to do it again unless they are an official, okay. uh, you know, offender, then it's a whole different ballgame. All right. So, so wait a minute, Jay. Jerome. I know you want to hear from Jerome, but hold on. I want my question to go around the table, too. So hold on. Les, I sent well, you. Well, I'll give it to Jerome. <laughs> no, go wait. Ahead. Can you wait, Go ahead, man. No, no, you got no, it, please. No, it's no, yours. No. Go ahead. Do your thing. Do your thing. It's on you. Les, go ahead. I sent you a yeah. video last week of a recording of somebody uh-huh. in uniform talking about the VP, uh, Biden, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think that that particular one, the one in the video in the picture, might not be terminated? 
but the one I sent you. Most definitely. She'll be terminated. Do you think she's be terminated? She will be. If, if, if the company gets a hold of that one, she's terminated. You can bet your bottom dollar on that one. She's terminated. Oh, God, yeah. She's gone. That's Jay, I sent it to you, but I don't think you can take your messenger. Okay. okay. Well, I'm you know, and it kind of goes... And what kind of goes back to now, if you, you know, if she's using, I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen it, but if she's using racially explicit stuff, then yeah, that, that's going to lead to no. termination because oh, nobody she, wants She said that Kamala Harris was, 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 was performing fellatio on uh, someone. So, yeah. 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 Well, yeah that, 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 that's good. That yeah. Now, J.D., yeah. what, what, in Texas, there were some people in a, in a police uniform. Like that was talking about Trump 2020 on the radio. So what do you think? Well, I will tell can you this you right know? here, Miss oh, Vanessa. Okay. Uh, yeah, can, 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 can you hear me? Yeah. Now, Miss Vanessa, yeah. I, I, would, I would say this right yes, here. Yes, sir, I um, hear you. There, there is, unfortunately, uh, those, those political pundits who will support openly you know, Trump ran on this, this this law and order venue. So when you have police unions like, you know, New York State and, and other police unions coming out in full support of them, I think what that does is lead some of my, my law enforcement brethren and sisters to come out and feel like that's okay. But even from that standpoint, as Jay said earlier, you know, there's no different in most agencies um, where you cannot – you know, discuss political and religious and sexual orientation, uh, no Title Seven, no Civil Rights 1964, and all of those, those, those uh, political conversation dialogue should not be held. So these, these are probably uh, uh, law enforcement officers that come from some some jurisdiction where the sheriff is supportive of him and the district attorney, and they can openly do so. But that normally is a violation of, of uh, human resources uh, policies and procedures. Thank you, Johnny D. All right, Jay, I'm back to making up my face. Go ahead. Oh, thank you, Vanessa. Thank you for giving it back. Thank you. Three four seven eight five four one two seven. I was gonna go take a break. I'm like, you got to go, girl. Uh, <laughs> when the rest came in the house, you just you just lost it when Jerome came in. Oh, no, you put your topic out there, and so I said, okay, you know how we do it, you throw it out there, and then we start talking to people, and since we hadn't heard from Jerome, I wanted to hear, to hear Jerome's take on your topic. So, Jerome, I imagine the floor is yours now, sir. What say you in regards to what Vanessa's topic is for this particular segment? I don't know where to begin, so I'll just say this. <laughs> I, I saw the pic. I looked at the picture, and um, you know, it. They're running um, Trump signs like they're gang signs. So you can, if you are, um, and this is not from a corporate standpoint. You guys know what corporate rules are, but I'm just saying, right. as a customer, I don't think I would care, right? Because it's kind of a fine line. Because if you are, it's like somebody wearing Obama. Thing, right it's like that guy's president I can wear his you know what I mean like it's not cut crossing the line but when you're throwing them up like gang signs like what those guys are doing then you have to have a problem because people racist people are using Trump 
as a, as their own personal. They're waving him like a flag for white supremacy. So I'll be concerned about that as corporate because now that I start offending half my customers, then I'm going to have to make a rule against it. Generally, if it was a if it was a president or something, I don't think I would say anything. Even you know, if it was Bush or somebody, I don't think I would care. But I think I'll care because people are throwing it up because of the racist rhetoric that Trump always puts out there and the stand that he takes on everything, you know, about black folks, about Mexicans, about grabbing women by the crotch. I don't know why, you know, white folks don't feel offended. I think it I think it has to do more with race. They're picking a side because all the black people seem to be over here or the Asian folks or the Hispanic people seem to be on this side and I think they're throwing it up like gang signs. That's what they're acting like. So I would that's have a good to point, man. As a corporate, that, yeah. that's a good point because you know one asked the question: Why do you know? Like for example, I think last week we talked about why do women? How can any self-respecting woman vote for Donald Trump? And there's so much evidence out there about how he disrespects women, how he treats women, how he has this sexually crush on his daughter, and how can any self-respecting mom woman can vote for a man like that? But I think you're right, Drew. I think you hit the nail on the head. It becomes more down the racial lines than anything else, I think, if you really look at it. Because how else can you explain it? These women have daughters. I think some interesting numbers that came out right now is that um, 57% of white folks voted for Trump. And that's crazy. That means pretty much most white folks that voted that you bump into, you're more likely to catch somebody who voted for Trump. And then mm. for white females, 53% of white females yep. voted for Trump during Hillary. 55% of white females voted yep. for Trump this time. It went up. Sure did. For white females. Yep. So what does that, that what does that tell the rest of us? Right? That that deep-seated white supremacy stuff lives in them because he did he didn't do jack for nobody. Like the economy's not better. He handled this, you know, the the COVID-19 situation horribly. There's hundreds of jobs that they didn't even feel, fill in government. And he got a bunch of intern people there who are just incompetent, incompetent and they don't have any kind of credentials to even be in government. Like, he mishandled everything across the board, and 57% of white folks still voted for him. Mm-hmm. And I believe they voted for him because he was on the opposite side of the people of color. Any right. color. <laughs> you know. I think so. I think I think you're absolutely correct about that. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's interesting when you look at it from that perspective. It's like, hey, why would you vote against your interests? And it's like, you know, so what? I mean, because he's white, and you know, he can do no wrong. And people always accuse us of playing a race card. Sometimes I read some of this stuff during the week. I try not to. Because I'm like, you know, um, no disrespect. And I know most people listen to the show, you know, in part podcasts or listen to it at their own leisure. So I get that. Uh, And, you know, but, hey, if you want me to talk about it during, you know, during the show, you need to be here live and we'll talk about it. No disrespect. but, But I read some of this stuff. And it's amazing when you read it. I mean, it's a lot of Trump people who listen to the serious side. How are you? And uh, beat it. I don't understand why you do it, but it is what it is. You're here. And they say this crazy stuff throughout the week. And I just can't imagine any self-respecting woman, uh, you know, voting for this man. And, and, and like you were talking about people in uniform, Vanessa, 
these people, he's provided cover. They, the norms you don't see anymore. I mean, people will respect those boundaries. They don't give a damn because the president has given them cover to act the way they want to act. And it's just amazing to me. It's amazing. Racism has always been racism has always been it's never it's not going anywhere. You know, my mother, God bless her, she sent me to an all white school because she said, I want you to learn how to deal with the white man. Because she asked me first and foremost, do you want to transfer schools? And I was like, Nope, I want to stay right where I'm at. And she said and she gave me an option. Then a week later she was like, Nope, you don't even have an option. You're going over here. And you know, God bless her, but she she taught me how to deal with white folks, man. And they're, 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 they're the type of people that smile on your face like, hey, buddy, how's it doing? And right behind your back, hey, that, da, 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 da. And they'll talk about you right behind your back, man. I, I watch it every day at my job. I watch it, and it, it, it doesn't and it, it doesn't faze me because this is who they are. They'll sit there and talk about, yeah, Trump is such and such, such and such. When they get in that voting ballot, they're going to pull that, they're gonna pull that, that knob for Trump. So it is what it is, man, you know. They, you realize what white folks are, man. You know, the ones that claim to be your friends, you know they're not. You know they're not. You see that face, you see well, you know, we talked about Facebook. that on the show before. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. Ellis. Finish the song like Vanessa's trying to get in. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, Vanessa. I wanted to touch on what I think J.D. said it. When J.D. said the only reason that Trump is doing all of this is because he's trying to keep the money coming in. And as long as he is in a political spotlight, that's what Johnny D said. Yeah, he can get. That's the what he said, Vanessa. And I was trying to think of. Okay. He's going to use it toward his attorney fees and stuff that he's going to encounter once he gets out. But as long as he has these idiots that are putting money toward his campaign because he's making it seem like he's Luke, he's going to win, or he's or he's a, that he was a victim. People are donating money. They are so stupid and don't realize or don't listen to anything but Fox News. And now they're not even listening to Fox because they were pick, they were yesterday protesting saying Fox sucks. <laughs> that's what they were that's what they were yep. chanting that Fox sucks. So now that's, who are they really gonna believe? They're gonna believe every tweet, everything that Trump says because Fox has turned their back on him because they realize this man is out and um, everything he's saying is lying and we don't want to get stuck with that. So I think it's interesting that Johnny D said that because that's what Bobby and I was saying the whole time. These people are study donating money, study donating money, and the money's going to yeah. help him. But you know what? You know what? If Trump got up down the tweet and said, y'all, I need some money to help with my attorney fees, they would donate to that. They would do it because they just yeah. idolize this racist. They would. Yeah, you're right, and I'm glad. To, that's exactly what I was. Thank you, Vanessa, because I couldn't. I couldn't. Man, I, I I couldn't recall it. But when you were saying taking these poor Americans' money, I mean, when do we stop feeling sorry for stupid people? Because it says right there in the fine print. That sixty percent of this money is going to go towards outside legal funds, right? And the other forty percent is going to go to the RNC. So the money, so, mm-hmm. uh, so they're collecting money, money, saying they want to use it to fight this recall, recount thing, and they're not using one single dime for it. So when do mm-hmm. you stop feeling sorry for them? All oh, these poor people died because they went to a Trump rally. You know what? We've been telling your stupid tales to wear masks and stop doing it. So hey, you know what? Whatever. 
That's what I'm thinking. Whatever. Okay, shame on you. You mad because I said a customer and you telling people to die, whatever. Oh. I ain't telling people to die. What I'm saying, Vanessa, is... No. What I'm saying is... These are grown people. Some of these folks run organizations. They're CEOs. If you want to fall for the banana in the tailpipe, why should we continue to feel sorry for you? I don't. Come I on, really I don't. don't. I'm sorry. I, I don't. don't feel sorry for them with that. I don't. There you go. So that's my point. All these poor Americans taking money from these poor Americans. No, you you can classify those Americans as being poor Americans if you're swindling them out their money. And, and but 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 this guy, these people know that he's. Look at Trump University. Look at all the things that he's done, and these people still run and fall behind him. So you know what? Hey, look here. When you lie with no. dogs, you get fleas. That's how I say it. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Look at all the people that is suing him because. He was vowing to pay them, and then when they finished the work, he said, "Oh no, you didn't make that spot over there purple like I said. So I'm only going to give you ten thousand dollars and not fifty thousand dollars." He did that. He's a crook. He, did he is a crook with a K and a dang on C. He's a crook. Period. And he is what he is. I mean, come on. Let's let's be honest about this. All right, it is the Sunday morning uh, roundtable where topics are brought to us by our esteemed panelists. And uh, next up is Johnny D's going to give us some uh, a little bit of love as we get ready to head out of here. Um, you know, <clears throat> what, Celia? We got we, we, we got somebody need to introduce, Jack. You can look. We do. Oh well, I'm sorry. I was, you know, I'm usually pulling stuff from places. Why don't you introduce them while I try to get back to? Uh, we have a phone call. Who are we have on the line, Mr. Elias? Well, it's in a phone call. This is family, man. You know, we got our lovely, my lovely well, well, who, on the line. Whoa, who, 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 hold on. I'm trying to get back to this. My, we introduce them because lovely, we have a few minutes my, left my in this segment. Why my is on the line with us? Oh and, my and lord! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, oh my on, lord! Wait a minute, don't don't do that. Hold on now. Don't, don't Wait a minute. Stop all right the presses. Turn everything off for a second. Are you telling me? <laughs> That that we have in our presence the one and only, the Nubian queen, the sister from the NYC, Miss Elias. Don't tell me it's not true, man. You 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 you, you pull you pulling my legs, aren't you? You you, you uh, let me let me let me paint you. <laughs> let me paint you. There you go. Virtual paint. There you go. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So without any further ado. It sounds like the queen is in the house, the one and only Miss Kathleen Williams, Dr. Oh, Kathleen Williams, Attorney <laughs> Kathleen Williams, Medical Professional Nurse Kathleen Williams, oh, Author Kathleen Williams, Radio <laughs> oh, Talk God. Personality Kathleen Williams, and just an overall sweet and wonderful sister Kathleen Williams, how are you doing? Kathleen, you've been missing. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> from this program. Huh? <laughs> oh, my Good God. Morning. I don't know what to do. Good I'm confused. Hey, y'all. Love you so much. Thank you. Boy, wow. I'm feeling down. I come on the show. I feel better already. <laughs> Oh my Thank goodness. You. All right. Yellow the queen is in the house. Over here. 
Oh my lord! So, Kathleen, we, I'm just going. What you what, what you got, like Kathleen? I mean, you know, hey, I I'm all thrown off now. I mean, I, we're gonna we're gonna go a little bit longer in this segment because I want to hear from Kathleen Williams. What's going on, Kathleen? I, oh. Listen, New York is crazy. The city is crazy, but we have redemption. Hallelujah! Oh, <laughs> she said hallelujah. So, so that's going on, and I, you know, I'll, I guess towards the end, I'll, I'll share a few things that I saw popping up that I, I want to make sure you all know about. Um, mm. Uh, unless if I can share it now, I will. Ooh, yes, yes. Don't make us wait. Yes. Go ahead yeah, and share. We'll, so, push we'll go to break as soon as you're done. Go ahead. Um, well, this, of course, everybody, you all probably talked about it already, um, and everybody knows uh, that the COVID cases, COVID-19 cases are increasing around the yes. United States, not just yep. here in New York. Um, but, you know, just be everybody just be vigilant do your shopping I know everybody's saying that there won't be another shutdown but do your shopping I'm not saying there is but do what you got to do make sure you and your family are protected the other thing I wanted to share is that a lot while a lot of people who are wearing masks that's fantastic you're, you're wearing your mask whatever but most of us are wearing cloth masks. We've moved away from the hospital-grade masks because of the fact that we wanted to make sure there was enough PPP for the essential workers in the hospital. However, the experts are saying that those cloth masks are not the masks that will adequately protect you from the virus. The only mask that will do that is the KN95 or the N95 mask. And also, that mask, those masks have a little bit of a cone that will allow you some space between your mouth and the mask to breathe. But it will, it, the fibers, the way they're designed, will protect you from the virus while the cloth mask don't. The cloth mask is better than nothing, but if you really are out there and moving about and have to be outside, invest in those uh, KN95 or N95 masks. Um, and you can find them. You can still find them online. They're still available. Uh, you know, I can send you all some information about where you can find them. But just Google it, and you can find it. And then the last thing I wanted to share is that there is a very frightening trend happening around um, uh, some areas around here, and I don't doubt that it won't catch on, uh, which is, um, how can I say it safely? A lot, very large gathering in um, clubs around a particular, uh, let's see, very, very large illegal gatherings in clubs around the city. So um, just be aware of that and watch out for your children. Um, just take care to know where they're going and what they're going for. Um, it's it's very dangerous. It's very uh, unconventional, uh, but it's starting to spread. So uh, if you look up on the news, you'll see it. I can't really give you more information about that right now, but um, you know, just look out for it. Know that the kids have nothing to do right now. 
no place to go right now. And so they're finding alternatives that are not necessarily legal. So, you know, just stay on top of them and know where they're going, what they're doing, and, and, and try to find some things for your children, your young adults, really, to do. You know, get them involved in something, put some things together. You know, if you have to coordinate play dates for young adults, do whatever you got to do. Put a screen up in the backyard, show some movies. But, you know, public gatherings are in New York anywhere back to 10. So be careful, be vigilant, everybody. I love you dearly. Stay safe and stay safe over the holidays, the Thanksgiving and all. You know, just be really careful. Wow, uh, a public service announcement from the Queen herself. Now, I'm not sure if that means she's leaving, but I hope, and I'm not going to push it. I'm just going to just act like she's going to stay. We'll find out on the other side if she is going to stay or not. But my goodness, what a what a uh, man, what a blessing to, to have this lady amongst us. Uh, wow, this is a blessing. All right, tell you what, we're going to step out, take a quick break, folks. It is the serious side. It is on a beautiful November morning. Hope you guys are enjoying it. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. connecting the house. Hey, girl, what's going on, queen? Hey, Jay. It's all good. Well, as always, it's always a great day. As always, it's a great day at Bayway Chevrolet. Question. This Thanksgiving, wouldn't it be nice to pull up to your family's house in a new ride? Sure would be. (laughs) Well, let me help you. I have cars, SUVs, and trucks for every budget. Whether it's $199 a month or $800 a month, I've got you. Or if you're into leasing, we have a 2020 Blazer for only $279 a month. Black Black Friday sales are going on now. All right. So let me give you my... I can't wait. Yeah, give it up. Give me your information. Give me your information. Okay, I can be reached on Facebook or Instagram at Nolita the Car Connect. That's N O L I T A the Car Connect. Or by my cell, 832-991-0220. I want to shout out to a couple of, of my customers this week. Um, there was a Joanna. She was like the best customer ever. She was sweet inside and out. You are listening and to the TJR's Radio Network. Radio Network. Thank you. 
It is the serious side on a beautiful Sunday morning. Glad you guys are in the house. It's eight minutes after the top of the hour. And uh, glad you're here. And as always, we introduce our peeps. I want to say good morning to the folks that's in the house. Let's say good morning to my big sis, uh, Vanessa May Bell from the Mackinac. Good morning, Vanessa. How you doing? Good morning, Vanessa. How you doing? Good morning, Vanessa. How you doing? Okay, Vanessa is here, I promise you. All right, let's say good morning to my main man, Johnny D, in the place to be, man. What's going on, John? How you doing, man? I'm doing well, blessed. Uh, you, you, you didn't go through all of the formalities with me, Jay, but I ain't a sensitive guy either, so. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear what you want to talk about next, so you, hey, look, you're on the clock. So Johnny D is a place all to right. be. Uh, my main man, Mr. Jerome Spree's in the house, the smartest man in the world. What's going on, brother? Good morning. Uh, good morning. How you doing, man? I'm doing outstanding. Uh, Mr. Elias, I can't see the rest of the board, but I'm going to take my chance. I'm going to step out here on faith. Uh, the lovely Miss Kathleen Williams is with us this morning. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, everybody. Oh, How she's you still doing? here. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Thank you, Jesus. All right. I didn't know, Jerome. I didn't know. I couldn't see. All right. She's here. Thank you so much, Kathleen. And, of course, the man that gets the first and last word, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Good morning to you. Good morning, Hulk. Good morning, my brother, Jerome. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning. Good morning, Nessa. Uh, uh, good morning, Mariana Music. And Mariana Music, that song was by... Uh, Gordon, Gordon Banks is called Keep, Can't Keep Running. 
Well, I like that. Good job. All right, Mr. Ellis, can we say hello to some people in the chat? Yeah, we got Kavina Man in there with my brother Kavina. Yes. Kavina, what's up, man? Back, ain't been back since they lost. <laughs> Couldn't take the heat, huh? I had to get so out of the kitchen. I'm coming back to that show. I can't terrorize them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Bye. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Bye. <laughs> better call Bye, Felicia. Better oh, my. You better call Tyrone, Mr. LES. This joker here is in full effect. All right. Uh, I want to say what's up to Lisa. What's happening? The pastor's in the house. Marietta Music is in the house. Paula's in the house. Momo Beasy is in the heezy. Good morning, Momo Beasy. You know what? Oh, Rob Smooth, man. Uh, Rob Smooth is in the house, man. I didn't realize Rob Smooth was in the house with his dress slacks on. What's going on, Rob Smooth? You're Stacey Adams. Looking like a pimp. Rob is in the house. Also, Beverly is here. Tyrone, Ted, George... Julia and a whole list of people listening. Thank you so much. Leave your comments. We'll read them during the chatterbox section, or you can just pick up the phone and call in, 347-850-1272. And leave the, the car connect. Thank you so much, sweetie, for being a partner with the TGRS Radio Network. We hope you sell us some cars. And I wouldn't mind pulling up with a new car, but I don't want the car note. But we'll talk about that a different day, a different week. All right, 347-850-1272. All right, Johnny D, man, um, floor is yours, man. What do we want to talk about? Okay, um, education. Uh, let's talk about education. And let, let, let me start with this foundation. The other day I'm sitting there and I'm watching one of my, my, my favorite channels, uh, the Vice Channel. And, and I'm looking yeah. at the, uh, the new show. I guess it's been coming on this, this year here. Uh, stick, stick to sports or anything but sports. And it's by Jamel Hill and Carrie Champion. And and they, they had one of uh, Jay's, your, your favorite per- persons on there, uh, Charlemagne. So, um, oh, see, 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 well, see, 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 that well, was unnecessary. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, you know, because I know the last time you, you, you spoke so candidly about, about him, and certainly he's not a spokesperson for the African-American community, but... The topic and the subject, uh, they, they have this segment where they say what they basically call it, no chaser, okay? And I mean, they really, really, really speak candidly. And so part of it was about the demographics, the voting demographics in the blocks, okay? And, of course, they brought up the fact that um, 19% of African-American males voted for Donald Trump. And they talked about wow, 65%. Was that high? Wow, uh, I didn't know it was that high. Oh yeah, nineteen percent. Yeah, and and even when you wow. look at um, when you look at the, the, the congressional uh, and Pew Center, uh, some of the ones that's a, a lot more uh, valid, in my opinion, it, it was nineteen percent. So he improved in those areas. He improved in certain demographic categories and things like that. But overwhelmingly, uh, certainly, Caucasian women, Caucasian men supported Donald Trump. So all the soccer moms and things that's out there that 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 want to be in charge of the PT PTO and you know bringing snacks to the games and all of that right there, there's still that sense of urgency that this African American female shouldn't be before me. So that that's part of you know life. But what I want to do is I want to talk about the education of of um, our brethren and part of. Part of what I've been exploring when I talk to people 
in the communities and things, you know, they talk about this first steps uh, sentencing act in 2019 by Donald Trump. And what I want to do is actually read what the first steps is. And then, then I want to compare something, you know, because one of the things that, that, that this Charlemagne brought up in which everybody seems to always re- regurgitate about Joe Biden is the fact of the 94 crime bill, the 86 crack laws, and the 84 mandatory minimum sentencing, okay? Now, this is basically verbatim what the first steps is intended to do in 2019. It requires the attorney general to develop a risk and needs assessment system to be used by the Bureau of Prisons to assess the recidivism risk and criminal criminogenic needs of all federal prisoners and to place prisoners in recidivism reducing programs and productive activities to address their needs and reduce their risk. Okay. Now, reentry has been going on in the criminal justice field for the better part of really, really emphasizing really since about 2015, 2016. So basically, you know, you, you, you applaud the Trump administration for, for putting that at the federal prison level. Okay. Now, this is, this is the piece where I, I want to have some real discussion and dialogue. Now, let's go back to 2010, okay, with the Fair Sentencing Act. And then also the Smart Sentence Act of 2014. Now, of course, if you recall, 2010, 2014, who was in office? President Obama. Who was his vice president? Joe Biden. So the education part comes on allowing our community to quit the misconceptions of a man who spent 42 years in public service, a man who broke bread with white supremacists in the early 70s, you know, we talk about this here often, how we've had to evolve over our span in our careers. Now, the same 25-year-old that started working in the law enforcement uh, community is not the same 50-plus that's working in it now, okay? Values are different. Uh, methodologies are different. Uh, it's just a whole lot of dynamics that have shaped the way that I think and what I do now versus when I was a rock and roll, you know, in your face type of guy back at that particular age. But now with the Fair Sentencing Act and the Smart Sentence Act, it specifically targeted those mandatory minimum sentences for crack cocaine, for crack and, 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 and cocaine, okay, offenses, um, for simple possession and, and things of that nature right there. Now, the discussion piece comes in this right here about educating our, our, our folks so that we don't get, you know, deceived by these individuals who come to us, you know, with, with, with a cloak and dagger. You know, they got a rose in one hand and a dagger in the back because, in essence, you know, the wording of the First Step Act is nowhere near as specific as the Smart Sentencing Act of 2014. I mean, there is amendments after amendments that addresses the needs of, at that particular time, what people felt like was minority communities, African-American communities. So, in, in essence, uh, my, my, my topic and what I want to talk about really is the miseducation of a community and the fact that we had 19% of 
black males who decided that Donald Trump is a better option from a financial standpoint and from a criminal standpoint as far as sentencing than President Obama and Joe Biden. Because remember, 2010-2014, Joe Biden served as the vice president. So that's my that's my discussion piece for this morning. Okay. Well, let's uh... – I'm not sure, Kathleen, if you can speak on this. I'd love to get your opinion on it. Uh, what say you? I mean, nope. I think it's an interesting I don't topic. say anything, but thank you for thinking of me. Well, I, I, thank you me, for, for, for letting us know. I, I mean, I understand. I mean, I, you know, there's some things going on. I get it. That's, but I was pressing my luck. All right, Jerome, go ahead, man. Step in here. Right All right, away. so, so here, here's the thing um, generally about uh, – so now I, I dealt with um, uh, uh, quite a few people who actually run – recidivism programs and working with um, working with our folks in, in different aspects you, we're when you talk about especially again no disrespect to Charlemagne for who he is but I I really question us driving topics based on something he has to say because mm. you're not thinking through what you're asking Right, so to say that 19% of black males voted for Trump, and and layering that on with something that Trump did for black folks, you'd have to go back to understand that that sentence reform stuff happened during Obama, and some of the stuff didn't get implemented till later. So Trump is taking credit for stuff you know he has no interest in. So right. giving him credit for that and hating Obama, if those are the same people, I ain't listening to nothing that they're saying. For one. Thank you. Because they don't even know where that stuff is coming from. So if you're going to take half the information and be like, hey, he did sentencing reform. No, he didn't. Yep. You can just yep. look at his administration and tell where they were going. They better lock your butt mm. up. They keep telling people, get mm. over the head and put them in jail. But y'all praising that dude for some reason? So even talking about him in some happy light, like it's an intellectual discussion, is just disgusting to begin with. Secondly, mm. the trick with us doing polling is that everybody black knows black people don't tell you the truth in polling, right? So if you ask a black man that he, who he's voting for, he may just throw you by saying he's voting for Trump because it's a joke to us playing with you stopping us at a grocery store or calling somebody on their off time asking them if they're, if, they're, if they're polling. Black people are the hardest people to poll. And on top of that, you have people who are trying to create a doggone narrative, which drives me crazy. Now, even though, you know, I watch this stuff not just for sport, but I do watch it. The reason that I watch elections the week before and the week after is because I like to know who was wrong first, and I like to know how they're spinning after. Okay? So, so from what I've learned this in this cycle, is that everybody needs to make an excuse to why Joe Biden won, opposed to looking at the doggone obvious. Right? We need to make an excuse for that. And now you got nuts who are talking about, I'm, I'm only voting for, for him because Kamala's there. And then he wins, and they're like, well, what is he going to do for black people? Well, didn't you just say you weren't supporting him? Right? Pretty much, you are sending mixed messages. And we do need to enter... We do need to educate youth across the board, black or white. There, you can't watch this stuff part-time because you're acting like the Fox News people. You're acting like all those white folks who were, um, who were in D.C. They watch news 
every now and then, and they take that and go, oh, it's rigged. Well, how's it rigged? Oh, I don't know. Well, they're suing. It's like, yeah, but he lost nine cases on Friday. Not either, either they were thrown out or they dropped the cases on, just on Friday itself. So he is 20 out of 21 of all of those suits for the election fraud stuff. And only one that he won was the case that said that he wanted to not be 10 feet away. They wanted to be six feet inside of where they were counting absentee ballots. So they got to move four feet closer. That's the only court case that he won. Right? And we are sitting here fighting and, and trying to use our brain power over something that's maddening. The miseducation of Negro. I think somebody wrote a book about that. Right? So we really kind of need to not dictate our own um, analysis. For those of us who do that, I'm not saying everybody, but for those of us who do that, sometimes you have to defer on the people who are the professionals in this. And I'm not saying who, who is the professional, who you should or should not listen to. I am telling you that we need to use our critical thinking skills. And we need to figure out what they are, right? Know what to take literal, know what to infer, and know what to evaluate. And it takes all of them to deal with this nonsense that's going on now. But I refuse to sit there and be mad at my people for somebody saying that black folks are uneducated. Hell, we've been oppressed. It's what white supremacy does. Of course we don't know the truth. So it is our job as leaders to actually be able to communicate that to our folks. We cannot advocate that. Uh, we cannot, we, we cannot, like, look at it as somebody else's responsibility. It's not theirs. It is ours. But it's not an intellectual question to be discussed on television or on radio. Just thought I'd share. Oh, that's a good point. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You know, I don't know, uh, Vanessa, if you're, you're still with us. Um, but when you, you know, you, what Johnny talked about, you know, education. You know, he brought up my favorite person, Charlemagne the God, which I can't stand the ground that dude walks on. Uh, but but what do you think? What, what do you think about uh, the, the topic that Johnny has brought to the table about education and and the fact that so many black folks, black men. Uh, voted for Trump. I, I thought it was ten percent. I didn't know it was nineteen. Wow. Okay. Well, two weeks ago, um, and hi Kathleen, glad to hear your voice. Two weeks ago, uh, I brought up a topic uh, that I had been having on social media with a black guy who was related to me. He's like a cousin, and so I tagged Les. And on the conversation I was having with him, because I kind of needed some backup, so I never did go back to see if Les said anything or if Les read it, but I did tell y'all, remember I told y'all the guy said that, Miss Vanessa, we have to vote for who we think works for us. And so that's where they, I mean, I took pictures of the whole thread, like four different columns so I could send it to y'all, I just forgot. They believe that I call them the millennials. They believe that they're on a different line stream than what we're on, and I was trying to get them to understand that voting for Trump was going to set us back in time because of the rules and laws that he was putting in place. And, I, honey, <laughs> I just didn't get anywhere with them. I, I just did not get them to understand um, why it was just a bad thing to do. And I know they voted for him, but it is what it is. It's just, I, I tried. 
And I had this conversation with y'all that I was having that conversation with him online um, not to vote for Trump. And sometimes I tag less because I need some backup. But uh, I, I know about it. I, I, I already knew. I already knew. Because I'm arguing with them on Facebook, Jay. I'm, I'm having these social media conversations. And they are bold. They don't mind telling you, well, I don't see what Biden would do for me because Obama didn't do anything for me. And like I told them, I think that Biden could do more because if Obama did it, he would look like he was doing so much for his people. But for Biden to be able to do it, I just don't think it's going to be, a, it's, it, it would take a different tone. But they don't see it. They don't care. So I've already had this fight, honey, and I knew the numbers were going to be high. I already knew it. Vanessa, really, really quickly, I've I've had that conversation. I don't have as much resistance with young people when I have this conversation. And the reason I I think the reason that I don't is because it is a uh, it is a matter of us always changing the subject, right? What does this have to do with Obama? You see what Trump is doing. You see that that dude is trying to kill you. You see that he does not want to feed you. You see that, but you, you in turn are worried about what that next man is going to do while somebody is killing you. But that's not even the option. Nobody argues with that point because it does not make sense. If somebody was actively trying to hurt you, you'll say, hey, I don't want to escape out of this prison because I don't know what's outside of, that, of, those, of those walls. That's not a survival instinct. That's you playing. Jerome, this particular person uh, that's related to me only through marriage girlfriend he lives with has lived with her about five years and I told y'all they might be listening to the show when I said it she has extremely bad asthma like me and she has no insurance because she's in between jobs so I said to him on a side message not on the Facebook page where it could be read why would you put Biden in place and I mean Trump in place and he's the one that's trying to get rid of pre-existing conditions that means that and I called her name. She won't be able to get insured. And he said, well, we'll just have to cross that path when we get to it. Can you believe he said that? Yeah, yeah, I can, because what he's doing is he's going against you. When people are argumentative like that, you let them have it. Because I see you're just playing. You cannot be, you can't be serious with that. Right? So if you're not going to have a serious After discussion, I'm grown. Wrong, I let it go. After he no, said no, that, I let it go. Because at that point, if you don't care about her then it's not my problem. So I let it go because I, at that point I didn't care anymore. So I did let it go. Yeah. Yeah. That, see, I find that people who do that are not serious. They're, they're more interested in being right or to making you feel like you're being argumentative. They're trying to make you feel some kind well, of right. that's not what this is. It's a whole group of them. They're college educated. They I have very it. good jobs. They're looking at their 401ks. I'm I, telling you, it's not against me. If they don't know I, me that well, I mean, I just know it through family. Is. It's not me. It's a whole group of them, and the other ones don't even know me. It is what they are hearing. They're following one or two that think that Trump is God, and they're following that person. It ain't got to do with being right with me. I get it, but the, the, the conversation is about how much your humanity sucks if you think about your money opposed to your well-being, right? Yep. And so... I, all I'm saying is that they change the conversation to make it about something else. If you make a conversation yep. about money, then technically you're already you're already screwed, right? Because money 
money, yes, it keeps your lights on. Money over morals. But that, what, what's more important than you than you breathing? You having a nice car? Buy a used car. Get over it. You know what I mean? So it, it's them changing the conversation. They're really good at it. But like I said, I, I have those conversations, but I don't get the resistance because I'm not, you can't easily change the subject with me. And that's where we have to stay focused with young people because they get superficial. They, you won't get, you won't lose being superficial until you get a little bit older. It's like wisdom comes with age. You can be smart all you want, but that doesn't make you wise. Mm. That's, 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 what about you, man? We haven't heard from you on this. Uh, give me your uh, comments well, on this. Well, you know something, man, I, I believe they should have never took, um, yeah, um, civics and all that stuff out of school. Civics yeah. out, of, out of high school. Because yep. that, that dumbed down, that dumbed down a lot of people, man. And and they did it, they did it, you know, intentionally. That's the bottom line, you know. And when you talk to young people, it, it's all about what excites me. What that doesn't excite me. Well, there's a possibility of you not having any social security uh, when you get to a certain age excites you. And, and, and they'll say stuff like, well. From what I understand, and the Republicans, they, they message this stuff pretty good. I got to give them credit. They, they said that they, I'm not going to have Social Security by the time I get a, get that in because you was taking it off. No, if, 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 if you look into it, you know, you got to realize that they stole, they took this money and used it for wars. They need to pay it back. So that, that's where your money is. It's not going to go broke. They just need to pay the money back that they took it for war. So, I mean, it's... And the Republicans stay on point with their message, man. I, yep. I, I got to give them credit on that. They will not get off message. They, they don't care what you say, how you say it. Whenever you say it, they're going to stay on point with their message. And that's what, that's what we fall short as far as Democrats go. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that as a topic, too. It's just more, maybe we'll talk about it next week how, you know, this infighting, you know, we talk about it on the show all the time. How infighting amongst the Dems, you know, we, we just, you know, it's just it's, it's crazy, you know. But uh, anyway, so Johnny D, man, since this was your topic, man, let me give you a final word on it before we move on. You know what, Jay? I am good. Uh, I, I, I rest my case. Rainy rest is case. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, we'll step out, take a break. On the other side, chatterboxing on the need to know basis. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Ross Show. Glad you guys are here. It's a little windy in Houston this morning, Vanessa. Woo! All right, we'll talk to you on the other side. It's a little windy, boy. I'm here the chimes outside. All right, folks, we'll be right back after this. <laughs> This message comes from NPR sponsor, Ecovacs. You've heard about the convenience of their mopping, vacuuming, D-Bot T8 robot. Now Ecovacs is offering a variety of holiday sales to save you time and money. Learn more at Ecovacs.com. The conflict in northern Ethiopia is spreading beyond the country's borders. The leader of Ethiopia's Tigray region has confirmed firing missiles at Eritrea's capital. Tigray's government has accused Eritrea of attacking at the invitation of Ethiopia after fighting erupted earlier this month. But Ethiopia's prime minister says his country is more than capable of achieving its objectives by itself. 
A 75-foot Norway spruce has arrived in New York City's Rockefeller Center, but festivities around the annual holiday tradition will be different this year from previous ones. From member station WNYC, Lydia McMullen-Laird reports. The lighting of the world-famous Christmas tree has long drawn crowds of visitors eager to witness the spectacular event. But this year, because of COVID-19, no in-person spectators will be allowed. The 11-ton tree will be decorated in the coming weeks with 50,000 multicolored LED lights and topped by a 900-pound star covered in Swarovski crystals. The tree lighting will take place on December 2nd in a virtual ceremony broadcast on NBC. The pandemic has also spurred the cancellation of other New York holiday traditions, including the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. For NPR News, I'm Lydia McMullen-Laird in New York. Iota is now the 13th hurricane of the Atlantic season. Iota strengthened into a Category 1 storm overnight, and forecasters expect it to be a major hurricane by the time it reaches Central America tomorrow. Iota is threatening Nicaragua and Honduras. People there still dealing with the aftermath of Hurricane Eta, which killed some 120 people amid torrential rain that sparked flash floods and landslides. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Support for this podcast comes from Marguerite Casey Foundation. They believe in leaders who shift the balance of power in their communities toward working people and families and have a vision to build a truly representative economy. Shifting power, powering freedom. Learn more about the foundation at www.caseygrants.org. Back three four seven eight five zero one two seven two hot mic hot mic Mr. Elias. All right, it's time for chatterbox uh, comments from the world famous chat room and from social media. Mr. Elias, man, you have anything you want to share? Yeah, man, I was laughing at Karina, man, and that Karina man says, "Good morning, all." Chat room is quiet now that the Trump has been defeated. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't hear from him anymore. They have no nothing to say. Mm-hmm. All those Trumpsters. All right, man. Well, I have a few here. Pastor Stephen F. Jones checked in. He said, peace and blessings, family. It's so good to hear the voice of the distinguished Miss Kathleen Williams. It is a privilege to be in her presence. Oh, look at that guy. Miss Vanessa Maybell, I need to lay hands on you. Stay prayerful, for my sister in Christ. That's <laughs> me. <laughs> it's like, hey, go ahead and clean back. Tessa, you need help. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I need. I have nothing to tell the truth, baby. I that's know that's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, Mary, Mary, the music's in the house. She says, OMG, Mr. Elias, thank you for this morning's music selection. That one goes on repeat immediately. Love you, my brother. Hello, everyone. It is good to hear Jerome's voice on a weekly basis. And I will be in Europe next week, so I will yes, try to listen while abroad. All right, girls, safe travels, and uh, thank you much to you through a mask because I'm, you know, trying to be COVID, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Angela yeah, Wilkes from Dallas, Texas. I love the Sunday morning roundtables. Y'all should do them more often. Good stuff. Thank you, Angela. We probably will. Uh, Helen, Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, please don't share my last name because I'm a VP of HR for a large organization in Nevada. Your palace is correct. Most companies have policies in place to prohibit those types of activities. I found this podcast about a month ago, and I'm hooked. I love the camaraderie between the panelists. I am a new fan. Well, girl, where you been? You should have been here a long – well, I'm sorry, Miss Vice President, where you been? You should have been here a long time ago with your corporate <laughs> self. St. Clair, New York, New York. 
NYC in the house, thank you for calling the spade. The spade people vote against their interest because of race. Great show, guys. Wow. Good stuff in Chatterbox this morning. We have a lot more, but I can't read them all because you know what time it is. Five, four, yeah. three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Alright folks, it's time to try to get the show back on track. This should be included during the live section. It is time for all the need to know basis with Mr. Jerome. Three men, Jerome, and what do you have on the agenda or the docket for this morning? Okay, first I have to say it was funny to me when you said you know what time it is, because I didn't know what time it was. <laughs> 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 Come on, Morris Day. Where you at, Morris Day? I didn't know what time it was. All right. So, in our first story, um, forecasters say that there's a record-breaking 29th named storm that formed in in the Atlantic. Isn't that um, something? Wow. Wow. The U.S. National Hurricane Center in Miami. Say that again? Oh, I thought the next It's 30 now. Yeah, yep. No, I'm saying early in the week, they it broke the record that was 29th. Then the 29th one broke the record. But, yeah, so uh-huh. now we're, we're up to 30. Um, so, wow. I guess, I don't know what the other one, I, Iota? It was Theta. Well, yeah, I just, said it too. I just can't remember. They just said it in the yeah. broadcast. I don't remember. Iota. Yep, so Iota okay. now. But um, Theta broke it. So um, it said that that one posed no immediate threat to land, but apparently it's windy all over the place. When you said it was windy in Texas, it's windy here in New York. So I don't know what. And in, 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 in Indiana too, my brother. My tree, oh, is it? Wow. Back and forth. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All over yes. the place. I mean, it's blowing stuff down in my backyard. All of these wow. major cities had wind advisories, and they're hundreds of miles apart. Mm-hmm. Who knows what is oh. going on? All right. Jeez. Now, Justin Trudeau became the world's um, the first world leader that spoke to Joe Biden, um, the president-elect Joe Biden, and he oh, said he's he? ready to work with him on clo- um, climate change and COVID. He ignored Trump's refusal to concede. So, um, you know, the president-elect is pleading with Americans to wear a mask, and he said that the country is still facing a very dark winter. Uh, you know, yeah, and here's yeah. the, I don't know why this is new to everybody when they said, um, um, you're not just helping other people, you're helping yourself. I don't know if you, I mean, everybody who's wearing a mask probably experienced this, but when you take the mask off, can't you smell smells after you take the mask yeah. off? It means yeah. It's protecting things yeah. going into your lungs. Mm-hmm. So if you don't smell any difference, if you can smell through your mask, you know, your mask ain't doing jack. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's catching particles outside of it. So everybody wear a mask. It's not just helping you not infect other people. It's helping you from getting infected. That infection has but to be But you know what, Jerome? It's interesting you say that, man, because Kathleen told us last segment that the cloth mask is not as good as the as the N, what is it, the N, whatever, the N95 mask. or the other. And I've worn both of them. And I've I smelled people's perfume with the N95 mask, but didn't when I had the cloth mask on. Well, here's the thing. It's, but we're talking about water particles, right? We're talking about vapor. Okay. So when okay. you talk about fibers, you are 
the fibers are absorbing water particles. Now, I guess smoke and smell and stuff is a little bit different. So what you should do, even if you have a cloth mask, take a paper towel, fold it in three, put it inside of your mask, and wear yes. your mask. Yes. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Even even if you have the other wow. surgical mask, I use, I've always used paper towel because paper towels don't, they don't break apart as easily. And so those those fibers won't get in your face and the, the mask won't degrade. So you can just keep using the oh, same wow. mask by reusing the paper towel as a filter. But I have to oh, put wow. a little safety pin in mind so it won't keep popping out when you move your mask up and down. I do this. That's exactly what my doctor told me to do. Yeah. Hey, so I didn't go to med school, but um, I'm just going to tell you that it works. <laughs> just do that. Hello? Can you all hear me? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Um, but just remember that, you know, Vanessa, you mentioned that you take, you know, when you're moving your mask up and down, that's part of the issue that you want to remember is to not touch the outside of the mask. You're going to have to wash your hands the, anytime you do okay, that. Okay, but I right. wear, Ms. Kathleen, I wear two Let days. me finish. Let, just I wear let me finish the, real quick. Let me finish real quick. So when you're touching the outside of the mask, you're touching whatever particles the mask did block from going into your mouth, right? So once you touch the mask, you if you're, you know, using your hands again or even moving it up and down, you you know, the particles they 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 can move, right? So once you move the mask with your hand, um, you can expose yourself to whatever you're trying to protect yourself from. And that's that's one of the major issues that we're looking at with how people wear the mask, especially guys with beards. When they're wearing the mask, like, and they have it up under their beard and just covering their mouth and the nose, a lot of other people are wearing the mask underneath their nose and not covering their nose. Mm-hmm. All these, you know, unique, creative ways of wearing the mask are just wrong. So, you know, it's supposed to cover your nose and your mouth and go to your chin so that whatever's coming out of your mouth is not going out underneath it. So I just wanted to offer that as well. Vanessa, go ahead. My mask is clear. I wear a shield like the doctors wear, Miss Kathleen, over my face. That's what I was saying. And I have, when I get around other people, I raise up my other mask because I don't want anything to come into my Face. But I get it. I mean, I mean, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about the other facial mask, not the shield. I wear two masks. That's what I was saying. I wear two. So, oh. you people yeah. can go get the clear ones. They cost a, you know, you can get from Amazon and then still have one underneath it. I mean, how safe yeah. are those, though? I mean, I don't. My see, to me, that protects you from somebody it. spitting in your face or something. But my goodness, it can go underneath that thing. I mean, I, I don't know. Anyway, all right. But but wait, but the one that I wear. That's why I took a picture and sent it to y'all. It comes all the way down to my chin. I mean, it comes past my chin to like the middle of my neck, and I got it yeah, out of Las Vegas. Still... And then I ordered them. But let me finish. But it and I own. Okay, Jay, can I finish? I yes, wear yes, it to nobody's next to me but Bobby. And then okay. if people come around, I raise up my other mask, my fabric mask that's lined. Because I bought, also okay. bought linings from Amazon that you can watch and put it right back on the inside of it. Amazon sells those. Okay. I mean, I have severe respiratory. I get it. I get it. Oh, but okay, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. I'm not. All right, Jerome. Sorry, man. Go ahead. Okay. So, so the Pope spoke to um, Joe Biden and, and congratulated him on his winning and becoming the second ever Catholic president, making um, 
him the latest to kind of um, reach out to Biden. Also this week, the Pope, Pope John Paul II, in case you don't know who he was, knew that um, extensive teen sex abuse allegations against one of the Cardinals, he knew it was true and still promoted him. Now, there's a, the Vatican took an extraordinary step on Tuesday of promoting oh. a year, 400-plus page internal investigation into um, into the rise and fall of that particular um, archbishop. It was a it was the archbishop. They moved him to D.C. Um, and he became a cardinal. But they knew he knew about the sex abuse allegations against that guy and still moved him up. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Now, oh, you know, um, the U.S. divorce rate hit a 50-year low because people are more wow. selective about their spouses and couples um, who marry older are staying together longer. That's, there's something to be said about getting married young, right? So the census yeah. data analyzed by the Institute for Family Studies on Tuesday showed that every 1,000 marriages in 2019, only 14.9 ended up divorced. Um, and the low, it's the lowest rate since 1969. I, I think, think that's high. courts are closed, Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't put that in their study, Kathleen. But they said whatever making them stay together, mm-hmm. they have to close courts for good. How about the marriage rate? I'm the what? The, the marriage rate. You have oh. any percentages on that? Oh, no, it didn't say what the new <laughs> marriage rate was. But it does say oh, that okay. it's... If you're thinking about getting divorced, they do send you um, the box set of Al Green. <laughs> together. <laughs> and like the court Let's closed. Stay together. <laughs> yes, together. Let's stay together. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, Al Green didn't know his song was being used like that. Where you gonna, if you get divorced, where are you going to move to? There's no place to go. And you can't put the person out, right? Hey. So forget it. Men as well get along. I was just explaining this. Just like the the record numbers of actual voters this time around, that's strictly COVID related, I believe, because you had a captive audience. More people paid attention to politics, right? So this mm-hmm. got to be kind of COVID related too. It's like I ain't going nowhere. Where you going? Like <laughs> like you can go outside if you want to. Somebody just bring me some Lysol and leave me alone. That's there all people no think. Really? It's like, oh, man, is it time that we can get out of the house? Okay. It's like <laughs> right. to get away from this person I can't divorce. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all Luther! Right. Luther, help! Put some Luther. <laughs> all right, now, tens yeah. of thousands of U.S. companies wrongly received hundreds of millions uh, in COVID-19 relief loans meant for small mm. businesses as watchdogs warned of widespread potential abuse and fraud. So the Small Business Administration Inspector General um, is said to have identified a number of organizations who should not have been given money by Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. Okay. Okay, I don't know if we keep in track of this, but put an asterisk next to his name because I think he's going to get prosecuted later. <laughs> the Biden administration. Because <laughs> all these dudes, again, are sifting off. So I bet you gave them to his friends. We're going to see how this is going to go. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't mm-hmm. doubt it, man. Yep. Uh, General Motors recalled 217,000 cars and SUVs 
in the U.S. and Canada over potential transmission oil leak, um, which could cause their cars to catch fire. So GM said in a government document posted last weekend that two boats may be missing from the recalled cars to stop. <laughs> wait a minute, to start the start and stop mechanism. How do you miss two boats? That's that. And how did you find that out? Anyway. Take your car back or check for recalls if you have a General Motors car. They didn't. They didn't specifically say what models. They just said they're recalling SUVs and cars. All right. Yeah. Now, you know McDonald's is set to release their own plant-based burger. They said after <laughs> successful tri- trials, and says that meat-free chicken could be next. So. Um, I don't know what they say, but they have a joint venture with the plant-based meat maker um, Beyond Meat. You know, and I, I asked someone, um, one of the workers at McDonald's, uh, Burger King, if they tried their Impossible Burger, and she said, it tastes like meat. And I'm like, I'm sure it does. Was it any good? I didn't really get a good answer for that. So try at your own risk and write Jay and let us know how your meatless burgers taste. <laughs> I tried. I tried it at Burger King. It wasn't too bad. Man. It was not too bad. <laughs> oh, it was. It tastes like meat. It, it was. Yeah, it, it, it tasted just like the Whopper, man. It was not too bad at all, man. It wasn't too bad. Okay. You know, I hey, I, I've never had. I've had. I've had Morning Star before, so I don't know mm-hmm. if they are working with Burger King or McDonald's, but theirs did taste a little bit like meat. I mean, not a little bit. It did taste like me. So, you know, President Obama slammed Republicans um, as xenophobic and paranoid in his forthcoming memoir, which focused on his first term as um, in the White House. It's a 768-page um, book titled A Promised Land. So, again, it is not a pamphlet. Unlike Trump's, it's probably going to be like a coloring book, but that's a whole other story. It'll be out on November 17th. <laughs> well, how so he does have a lot of pages, color. right? What did you say? Over, seven, over 700 pages, right? 768. Wow. It, you know, here's the thing. Okay, I'm sorry to, to interrupt my Obama news for this, but I thought it was amazing that when Trump came out for his first press conference in over a week, that his hair was white for the first time, and everybody act like they ain't noticed. <laughs> no, it wasn't white for the first time, but, but yeah, because I've seen it one time yeah, before, they didn't and it was great. Like, usually, yeah. usually they do have some kind of tint in it. And he was so pissed yeah. that he wouldn't let nobody touch him, couldn't get his hairdresser on speed dial, <laughs> couldn't get his spray tan. That's how disappointed he was. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really white. Like, so, they, he's never come out like that. That, that, not for a press conference. Now, he may have been like that when he golfed or something, but they usually uh, do some makeup on him. So anyway, um, Obama reflected on his political career. Um, he said that it was his daughter who stopped him from smoking. She called him smoking. And he smoked something like nine cigarettes a day while he was in the White mm. House. Man. Wow. Whoa, yeah. did he? Yeah. 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 I thought he stopped. Yeah. No, yeah, he, he said he would go. Yeah, he would go hide and do it. Yeah, I saw that excerpt of it. Yeah. Yeah, she said he. Mm-hmm. She said his breath smelled like cigarettes. <laughs> he was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so uh, he also spoke about racial relations in the United States, and he wrote um, 
about his own election as the first black president sparked the current division in the country. And he said the roots of the problem um, came came before the current president. So he traced it to Don McCain's decision to name um, Sarah Palin as his running mate. Although he said that he thinks given the chance to do it again, he might do it. um, He's talking about John McCain. He said given the chance to do it again, he may have done it differently. He said it's not McCain's fault, but it's because of Sarah Palin stoking that and fanning the flames of that, that, um, you know, it's, uh, it, that is out there. Oh, yeah. So, um, by the way, Trump's rape accuser, I know I might have mentioned this before, E. Um, Jean Carroll, her defamation case moves one step closer to trial after a judge attempts, uh, after um, a judge rejected attempts by the DOJ to replace him. So this also happened um, this week on Wednesday that Judge Lewis Kaplan in Manhattan issued the order on Wednesday telling Carroll and Trump lawyer to agree to a timeline for the trial to progress. The Justice Department, he's going to be out anyway. By the time that trial starts, the the DOJ wouldn't be able to help him. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. So now, John, here's the deal. We have time for one more, but I want to, I mean, but can we do overtime too? Because I'm I'm really loving overtime, and I think people are loving it too, if you have time. Yeah, I can do that. Okay, Okay, so let's, let's, Let's do one more, and then I want to get Kathleen to give us a prayer, if she don't mind, and then I want to give our final thoughts and get to overtime. Okay. So since we were talking about race, we'll end on this one. Um, Libertarian billionaire um, Charles Koch said that he now regrets funding the Tea Party and their aligned group um, because he said, boy, did we screw up. Now, he's 85 years old. He has a forthcoming book that's coming out as well, and he said that the – they were funding so that um, – I can't even think how to say it. They were funding the Tea Party to stop government spending, and government spending didn't stop, but it just created division and created um, social unrest. So he said he regrets funding them. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. He spent $400 million easy funding them foods back in the days when they had nothing. So he did the marketing and branding. Now he has a regret. So sorry. We don't believe you. Yeah, so mm-hmm. sorry. We don't don't believe you. Absolutely. All right, more of that's coming up here in about another five or ten minutes, so hang out for that. But right now I'm going to ask, since we have her here, I'm going to ask her to lead us in a word of prayer, because I know all preachers, they can't wait uh, they, to tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord. So, Kathleen, if you don't mind, can you give us a, uh, you know, a word of prayer before we uh, get into our final thoughts? Well, she's here. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Smile here. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come before you again in your precious son's name, Jesus. We thank you for the ability to live our lives. We thank you for family. We thank you for the holidays. We thank you for good health and good strength. We thank you, Father God, for all the things that you continue to do for us. Sometimes we don't deserve the blessings, but I tell you what, you give them to us anyway, and we're so thankful for that. We ask you to continue to watch over those families who have been affected by COVID. We ask you, Father God, to watch over the folks who are being affected by not only from a COVID, from a health perspective, but
but from a financial perspective. Their families are out right now being evicted from their homes because they just don't have the means to do it. And we just ask Father God, we thank you, Father God, for the election of President-elect Joe Biden. He can come in office and help save and help hurt, help not hurt, but heal some of these people who are going through devastating times. We ask these things in your son's name, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 And on that Amen. note, it's time for our final thoughts. And my big sis, Vanessa, your first final thoughts. I think Vanessa dropped. All righty, she's here. Okay, Vanessa's gone. Okay, so uh, Johnny D Man, final thoughts. Wow. Deacon Jay. I, you know, you, 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 you took us out with a, with a wonderful, heartfelt prayer, and my, my sentiments exactly, again, thank you, thank you, and God's will, our purpose, I shall see you on next week. Love you. Amen. Love you too, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, Mr. Jerome, is free, man. Final thoughts? Yep. You know, I just want to say um, that we need to be easy on those who don't know, um, misinformation has been the um, the story of our lives in this country. You know, our fairy tales yeah. are based on making you scared and deception. So it's a part of our psyche to always be scared and to believe in deception. But sometimes it's just flat-out information that will change the way you see the rest of the world. So I want to leave everyone with that and say everyone have a good week and be safe to Mariana Music in your travels. Um, we'll see you next week. All right. Thank you, Jerome. The man gets the first and last word. Uh, but still, he has my final thoughts. I know we, we, we talk about people with the virus, but think about the Secret Service, folks. There's 130 of them that have the virus, and they, they, that's their job. They got, they got caught up in the mix. So for them, I feel, you know, a, a, a deep sense of sorrow because they're, they're protecting a guy who don't care about their health. So mm-hmm. uh, for the Secret Service, I, I, I'd like to say, you know, God bless you. You know, and, and you know, keep up, keep up what you do, folks. Because without you, folks, we wouldn't we wouldn't be where we are. And, and for those folks who don't want to get out and vote and don't want to wear your mask, look, it, it, it's simple. Put a mask on your face. You know, cover your face. I mean, protect the next person that's next to you. And if you don't want to do that, then don't 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 bring your ass outside. Stay at home. That's all I got to say, man. All right. And for those folks who will leave with us in 10 seconds, we'll see you back here next week. For those who will continue to listen, I'll give you my final thoughts. Uh, This past weekend, we had the uh, home-going service for my pops who passed away in April. I made that announcement when it happened, and they had a beautiful service. Uh, Unfortunately, because of the COVID, um, I was uh, unable to attend because I didn't want to take the risk of taking something to my mother who is, you know, up there in age, and I didn't want to take that risk. But, folks, you need to take this stuff serious. You know, I'll leave you with a story that I read the other day. It was about these kids who had a COVID party, right? They had a party to see who can catch COVID. Yeah, kids. And one man won. One young cat won. He ended up getting COVID. And that guy ended up dying a few weeks later. You know what his final words were? He said, man, I think I messed up. You think? Take this thing serious. It's not to be played with. It's not to be joked about. 
I know fatigue can settle in and folks get tired, but here's a question you have to ask yourself. Anytime you get fatigued and you want to go do something, the million-dollar question is, what you're about to do, is it worth dying for? And if you can answer that question, yes, then you go do it. But me, more than likely, my answer to that question is going to be no, not a nine in any type of language there is. I'm not doing it. And on that note, Mr. LDS, it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rao Show. We are so blessed that Kathleen joins us this morning. I know she popped out, but uh, we were blessed that she was here. And we just thank God for you guys as listeners. Thank you for the new listeners who have popped in as well. So for Kathleen, for Vanessa, for Johnny, for Jerome, for Ms. Elias, I'm Jay Ralph saying have a wonderful work week. Wear a mask and remember if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side of the Jay Ralph Show. Don't go anywhere, folks, because coming up next, Overtime with Jerome. We'll be right back after this. And, folks, you know what time it is. <laughs> the Jerome. Yes, sir. <laughs> I think I know what time Jerome it is. Knows. <laughs> Jerome knows what time it is. The first lady dazzles on election night. And Tell me what you want me to do. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. It is overtime on a need-to-know basis. And you know, I just thought about something, Mr. Elias. How you don't know what time it is? And you, Jerome. Morris Day had Jerome. Come on, Jerome and Rome. Hey, hey, Hallelujah. Look. Where you at? Look, you know it's daylight saving time. I don't know if it's four or five. Sometimes Jerome didn't know what time it is once a year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But but you know, I wouldn't mind if you play Jungle Love every now and then as a bed. I just want to say that. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. Now, a AAA tow truck driver has been fired after he accused he was he refused to help a Biden supporter after his car broke down in Oregon. Oh Oh, wow! Lord have mercy! Wow! 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 since they're recording people these days, there's a video that's out there of the tow truck driver getting back in his truck. Talk about he want to help him because the guy was a Biden supporter. <laughs> oh, wow. He, wow, said he, wow, they saw, wow. he saw the Biden sticker and went off. So so let me help all the Trump people with, with this. I have two really quick stories. Uh, the election was fair and fraud-free, according mm-hmm. to the National Observer's um, invited by the State Department. They reported this, but they warned that Trump supporters tried to intimidate poll workers, right? So this is an internal group invited, it's an international group invited by the State Department to observe the 2020 elections. They released their report on Friday indicating that they saw no instances of voter fraud or irregularities at all. Okay. okay. Here's what I don't understand. Okay, if there was voter fraud and irregularities, right? Why wasn't it for the Senate races too? Why did right. the generations and everybody accept it? The same right. difference. What's the difference? I mean, this is crazy to me, man. Right. It's because mm-hmm. because they're following somebody who's just a flat, lying little um, weasel. Yeah. Grifter. That's they're, true. They're, they're following a bunch of grifters is what the problems are, right? Mm-hmm. So. 
The second one was a federal, federal agency's task with overseeing election security. They announced on Thursday that there was no evidence of voting, uh, uh, that voting was compromised, and they pushed back on voter fraud. So not only are we talking international observers, we're talking about your government that was Republican-based, said yeah. that there was no evidence of any voting com- being compromised. Mm. Wow, this is yeah. nuts to me, man. All I right. can't believe it. Yeah, so of course, until they used to believe, they used to believe everything Fox News said until Fox News started telling, started saying that. I'm not yeah. even going to start telling the truth, but once they reported <laughs> on the story that they didn't like, they don't like them no more. Mm-mm. Right. That's crazy so, to me. Yep. Now, um, you know, Joe Biden said that, uh, you know, the Biden administration plans to stop building the, um, the, the 12 miles of new fencing that, that Trump put up. You know, he's like, he did thousands of miles of wall. They reinforced what was already there, and they put 12 miles of new fencing up. So they said immediately construction will stop. But I think they're going to leave whatever was there. They're going to leave it there until they get to take it down. But I don't think they're going to tear it down, which they probably should. Yeah. Because, again, here's the problem with, um, with governance. What happens is that we'll get racist, crazy people in, and they'll do something extreme, and the new people are coming to be like, well, we'll just do something different, but they'll leave those extreme laws and extreme actions in there. They need to take them out. So, you know, oh, and, and by the way, Joe Biden's sister um, said, uh, his sister Valerie Biden Owens said that Joe Biden will run for a second term, and um, she said that, um, he won't think about Trump after Inauguration Day. So so don't even ask him about what he did because he's not even thinking about him. Mm. So that's his sister who's actually a close advisor. She was actually his – she kind of managed all of his campaigns. His sister did. Wow. Yeah, since he, yeah. Since he ran years ago. Mm. Yeah. Now, um, Vice President-elect Kamala, Kamala Harris, her husband – said that he's going to leave his job at this high-profile law firm in, um, in, in California to discover, to focus on what his new role is going to be in the Biden administration. We don't know what they're doing, but he actually just quit his job as well. Now, again, I don't know why he's quitting his job because Jill Biden didn't kill, quit hers when she was... Really? She was, yeah. she was. She was a professor, wasn't she? Yeah. 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 No, she, she still teaches, and she still said that she's going to do that. You know, your professor comes in, what, twice a week or something? Yeah. So you have interns to actually do the grading. Like <laughs> You're like, okay, <laughs> I'll give them the test and you grade them. Now, law- the lawyers, uh, there were some bunch of lawyers who quit this major firm called, uh, firm called Porter Wright after it started representing Trump in Pennsylvania. And they said they were getting a mutiny from their staff concerned that their work would be undermined by the rule of law. So the senior attorneys at Jones Day, Porter Wright, Morris, and Author are unhappy with their employers' association with the pres- with with Trump, um, and they said the efforts to in his efforts to discredit the um, election that they didn't want their firm to be associated with them. So some of them mm. started get, you know starting pulling away. Now one of 
Jones Day's partners is Don McGahn or Donald F. McGahn II. You know, he was um, Trump's outside lawyer doing the Mueller investigation. And Don McGahn mm. was the person who test. well, he's the one in the Mueller report that said that um, what Trump said on Air Force One when he was coaching um, Don Jr. to tell the investigators something, Don McGahn was there. Mm-hmm. So he's the one that said, yep, he's lying. But Don McGahn actually works for Jones Day as well. Now, yeah. Jones Day raked in about $20 million since 2015, and Porter Wright, they said they received at least $700,000 in fees from the Trump campaign. So the hey. lawyers are abandoning them because if you bring frivolous lawsuits and you know they're frivolous, you can get sanctioned by the court. So none of these hmm. law firms want to they, they don't want to um, take the hit anymore. <laughs> I, I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. Everything they're doing is frivolous, man. Like, yeah. I, I was watching Bill Maher that other night. The lady said, well, we weren't, we weren't close enough to it. We were 100 feet back. It's like 100 feet back. You're lying. Right. Oh, First of all, and they have cameras in there. They yes. have cameras in a lot of those rooms now. So you can watch them on the Internet if you need to watch um, the poll folks. They were trying to intimidate them. <laughs> That's what their problem yeah. is. They wanted to be close enough to intimidate them. Because yeah, you can't ask was... any questions. You can't, you can't say, um, what's that, and let me see that. You can't even talk to, the, to those workers. So you shouldn't even be close enough to intimidate them. Mm. Wow. Yep. Now, Harvard's affirmative action um, admissions policy will remain in place after appeal after an appeals court ruled against opponents who claimed that discrimination against Asian Americans existed at Harvard. So, the first U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Boston rejected claims by students um, for fair admissions. I guess is their name who drew support from the Trump administration. So just so that black people wouldn't get admitted into Harvard, the Asian students said we would have been in there before the black people. So they sued to get rid of affirmative action. That is some crazy stuff, right? Yes, it is. ridiculous. Yeah. I I, I couldn't even see where it goes. And, you know, and again, for all you fools who voted for Trump, the Trump administration was trying to get rid of something that got black people into college yeah so but but he funded something else apparently that nobody knows about all right it's just that kind of like the ice cube statement saying that he promised to give 500 million dollars to black people he he can promise anything he wants he can get jacked to black folks no now um now, it's official. The NBA is coming back on December 22nd. The NBA mm-hmm. um, and the National Basketball Players Association announced that they have struck a deal on the rules for this coming season, setting the stage for what would be uh, uh, a few weeks to, you know, practice and get ready for the season. The teams will play a 72-game schedule, which will be revealed in the coming weeks, is what they said. The league said a new system will be used to ensure the split of basketball-related income, um, that that continues. And one of the many details that have been um, collectively bargained with the union because the current agreement between sides had a great deal of language that needed to be reworked because of the corona pandemic. So for the NBA champion Los Angeles Lakers and the Eastern Conference champions, the Heat, um, it will be the shortest offseason in NBA history. 
with seven weeks separating the end of the NBA Finals to the planned December 1st start of training camp. Hmm. If I was them, I wouldn't come back. Their game, yeah. Those two, their game shouldn't start till at least um, the beginning of the year. Like, they should get yeah. a couple, like, they should have four weeks of buys, like, right up the right up front. Yeah, so, nah, they just, come back they like everybody just else. got out of it. Yeah, they just got out of it, hell. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, because remember the, the teams that um didn't even make the playoffs, they've been off for about a year and a half. They're ready to come back. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. But, yeah, these guys, nah, I don't know. So the, the Ivy League has be- become the first NCAA Division one conference to cancel one of sports because of the virus. Um, they said the cases spiked seventy percent in the two weeks across the United States. So the Ivy League um, said that they're canceling all winter sports, including men's and bas- men's and women's basketball, um, because it continues to threaten the college campus. I don't think they're going to change this, but they're out. So Harvard, Yale, whatever. Um, it's Cornell, all of those guys in the Ivy League is not going to be there. Now, at least 113 child predators have been arrested in the string of U.S., Panama, and South American uh, operation that rescued dozens of innocent children. U.S. Customs and Immigration, and immigration says its Homeland Security Investigation Unit conducted a multinational five-day operation that led to the arrest of 113 child predators. Damn. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I see they didn't do that locally because Trump's still here, but that's a whole nother story. That <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein stuff will come out later. I'm just saying. I'm to put that out there. <laughs> now, wow. Oh, you know, the owner of that sex shop, since we're in overtime, the owner of that sex shop um, next door to the Four Seasons landscaping that Trump's yeah. press conference was at, Bernie yeah. D'Angelo. The owner of Fantasy Island Adult Books in Philadelphia. I don't know why I wanted to plug them. I don't want to plug them. Let me take that back. I don't want to mention them. Said that he would never have afforded the average advertisement for his that his business has received. So his business, in other words, shot up after they had the press conference there. Wow. Can I get a hold on that one. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm not overtime. I think the ladies are gone, so I'm good. So, um, <laughs> now that cow. I don't know if I did this story from before, but you know that cow, Kyle Regenhouse. You know the guy yeah. who who shot, shot those yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, shot those people. His mother is defending her son's shooting. Uh, of the protesters and blames the cop and Wisconsin governor for failing to do their jobs. Now, yeah, she defended her good. son by saying he acted in self-defense, but admitting, admitted my son and everybody else should have been, should not yeah. have been in Wisconsin. And um, She they, drove him to Wisconsin. She drove him. That's the point. She oh, drove him God. there and with everybody else. <laughs> So she said she's gonna fight against Biden for using her her son's image um, doing one of the commercials, which I don't think Biden did. I think it was one of the PACs, the political action committees that did it. But she really is trying to defend her son after he killed somebody, and then says that he's getting a bad end of that deal. 
Well, yeah, after you, you drove him, man. You drove him. Yeah, I think job. she should. She, you know, yeah. it's like robbing a bank, right? She was the getaway driver. I think they should arrest her. You know, so. I, that's ridiculous, man. That is, yeah, that is really totally is. ridiculous. Yeah. Now, a Virginia um, gynecologist who's 70 faced 465 years in jail because he did 173 unnecessary surgeries on women, including hysterectomy. Wow. Yeah, it was a part of a $4.7 million insurance fraud and um, mm. could falsely tell patients that they need surgery to, to avoid cancer in order to get them to agree <laughs> My God, what is wrong with people today, man? What is wrong with people? I know. My so, God. again, some people, humanity in their ethics is just crazy. Right? Now, um, a Pennsylvania gym teacher, 20, 33, played guilty to having sex with 14-year-old students twice a week for seven months and threatened to kill herself if he told anyone. So What? He, yeah, she's 33. She entered a guilty plea to three statutory um, sexual assault counts, each carrying up to 20 years for having sex with her students twice a week from September um, through April. And she was initially charged with 66 counts, but prosecutors agreed to drop 63 of them as a part of a plea deal. <laughs> she still can get 20 years for each. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And now and another one. Uh, a Minnesota middle school teacher has avoided jail time for having sex with her 16-year-old student. She's 30. She said that um, she was having some uh, mental things going on with her, so the judge gave her three years probation, supervised probation. She said because she was going through trauma at the time, and it clouded her judgment. Of course. Of course. Well, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so they, so they so they let her go because she felt like she was having some trauma. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but um, you know, I'm I'm gonna end this segment on a on a um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I could I could end it on that, but the rest of them are still more teacher stories. But we're not gonna do that. What we're gonna do is um. You know, there were um, quite a few states who um, legalized marijuana. So there was a record-breaking yes. 68% of America's, Americans now support legalizing marijuana as four states, including South Dakota, New Jersey, Arizona, and uh, Montana, approved recreational use according to a new poll that, um, and according to Gallup, 68% of Americans now support legalizing marijuana. I agree, man. I agree with them wholeheartedly. That's why I want to re- when I retire, when I go to Arizona. Yep, that's it. Arizona just got me. Hey, now you, go, uh, now you go. Wait, now you go to Jersey because Jersey, <laughs> yeah. all of them approve of recreational marijuana now. Mm. So by the time you retire, wow. all fifty should probably will probably do it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right, but that's that's it. That's all I got today. Mm. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I tell you what, it was a beautiful thing while it lasted. We appreciate everybody hanging out with us today on this beautiful but windy. And you're right, I'm watching MSNBC, and the lady's up there trying to give a report, and, man, her hair is flying all over the place. So this is this is unprecedented. I mean, it's unprecedented. I mean, the weather is the same, and what I say, we have someone that's due north, 
due east and due south, and everybody's mm-hmm. experiencing the same thing. We're having it's unbelievable. all over the place. It is unbelievable. It is an unbelievable thing. But, like I said, I want to say shout-outs to the new people who have tuned into the show. We thank you guys for being a part of it. We thank everyone who continue to make you know, this show a part of the Sunday mornings. It's, it's, you know, it's interesting, man, when you really think about the fact that people tune in to listen to what you have to say. And folks, oh, I can't wait to hear what you guys had to say about this, you had to say about that. And, and you know, it's it's something. It, it, it really makes you think. So, you know, once again, very appreciative of every, everyone and what we do every Sunday. It's not easy, folks, but, you know, we appreciate you. So any final thoughts from you, Jerome, man, before we shut this thing down for today? Well, again, I just want everybody to know that there are always mixed messages in news. Pull back away from it and use your common sense because those guys are trying to sell you something. So right now, with all the chaos going on, just pretty much be careful of what they're selling you because it's usually not yep. something good for you. All right. There okay. you go. Yep. What about you, Mr. Elias? I just wonder what moving company uh, uh, President uh, Trump is going to use. Tyrone, <laughs> moving company, better call Tyrone. Oh, better call him. Uh, <laughs> help you come get your, I, you know Biden's what I'm saying. not going to let him use the phone either, so that's a whole nother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're laughing, but my goodness, man, the fact that they won't turn this down, I mean, this is the biggest Crocker, you know what in American history. You know, we America's gonna go back. You know, there are a lot of things that I'm proud to say that I was born during that time. You know, I was born I was I shared the same earth as Dr. Martin Luther King, even though, you know, I really didn't know what was going on. You know, I got a chance to see the greatest basketball player in the world play his game. I got a chance to see Tiger Woods, I saw huh? Serena Williams. I live during all the uh, the first African American president, the first female v, uh VP uh, of color. So there are some proud things that I'm so glad that I was on Earth for, things that will rewrite history books. But I'm also on Earth for this presidency, and it's an embarrassment. They're going to go back and look at this time and say, what the hell were Americans thinking? This guy may not even show up to the inauguration. That has never happened in modern history. I mean, I just don't understand how people think this guy is sane. And when you go back and play some of these old clips from some of the things he said, it's like, are, are, what country, you know, they played the clip this morning. Oh, well, you know, we're we're making a turn. No, we're not. As he tell that lie, more and more people are dying. Yep. And for mm-hmm. over 72 million people to vote for this man is beyond belief to me. 72 million voted to keep him in office. I can see what happened earlier. Okay, yeah, when 2016, they were all bamboozled. He's a great businessman. We need somebody that has a business pedigree in the White House. Let's do it. Okay, I'll give you a mulligan on that. Okay, fine. But he has a four-year track record. And more people voted for him this time around than they did last time. What does that say about this country? Oh, my God. Wow. Folks, be blessed. Take care of yourselves. Wear a mask. Since when wearing a mask is a political statement now? You you wear a mask, you're a punk. Man, what kind of Mickey Mouse operation are we? What is this, man? 
If another country was doing what America's doing right now when it comes to the election, we would be trying to get in there to get the U.N. We'll try to figure out what the hell's going on. These people are talking about uh, there's a possibility that this dude may try to do a military coup. Listen, let me say that again. A military coup in America. Oh, my God. For all you Republicans who continue to support this man, shame on you. Shame on you. And I would say history is not going to be kind to you. But you know what? Who cares whether history is kind to them or not? Because it's not going to affect them. They don't give a damn. They'll be dead. So I just hope you get dealt with in the afterlife for some of the nonsense that you guys are doing. I really do. All right, folks, you have a wonderful work week. Uh, Guys, take care. We'll see you back here for God's grace on Sunday. Remember, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the J. Rowell Show. God bless you guys. Brothers, I'll see you next week. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.